0: hello 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 it is me it is me your true heel phenom sp3 we are back once again with our weekly podcast true heel heat 107 on this edition of true Hill heat we will be discussing all the latest news that kick off 2021 including the fallout from new japan pro wrestling wrestle kingdom 15 two-day event we're also going to be talking about wwe raw legends night with the return of Goldberg, Goldberg. Week I was
1: trying, I was trying not to start so early, but yeah, he. A- I'm already got
0: it Hey, there you go. Week sixty-one with of the Wednesday shit. night War with. Shit. NXT New Year's Evil and AEW New Year Smash with a Bullet Club reunion at the end, and we're gonna do preview and predictions for Impact Genesis this weekend, plus a little bit more. I am back once again with our resident True Hill alcoholic himself,
1: Top Guy JJ. Oh my God, yo, he's already starting with this Oldberg shit. So I'm, already, I gotta, I gotta crack the drinks open before the
0: fucking news even starts. Jesus Christ. Of course, what would be a True Hill Heat without you doing that? And we are we are uh, uh, sad to not have with us the lead, the first lady of True Hill Heat, Miss Chrissy Love, the princess of all the True Hills. But we got two suitable replacements, two of our favorite guests from the past. Nobody is
1: suitable. Nobody is suitable for Miss Chrissy Love. Don't don't fucking do it. Don't fucking do it.
0: You literally can't even compliment our guests. Like, you're ridiculous. No, they're my... Come on. They even know better. I love them. They get cool. You're a horrible host. You don't even offer them a drink. You're a horrible host. Anyway, I mean, we're
1: virtually, first, motherfucker. I can't, I can't offer them shit.
0: You can, they have virtual hugs. You can have virtual, <laughs> virtual drinks. It's totally fine. First of all, we got to introduce uh, one of our personal favorites on True Hill Heat. He is an artist extraordinaire. I have coined him the nickname the True Draw. He was on the most viewed episode of True Hill Heat of 2020. The most viewed episode of wednesday night warriors of 2020 he is the one the only true heel josh welcome back to the show good brother
2: uh thank you for having me what's up guys
1: what's up Uh you're terrible with nicknames but that's actually a really good one good work there sir it's a a
0: double entendre because he's an artist get it true yeah yeah he's a true yeah no it's perfect it's actually really good there so he is back once again, and we have another one of our personal favorite. He is the king of the dirt sheets. Move over, Dave Meltzer, Sean Ross Sapp. This man keeps us up to date on all the wrestling news all the way out there in Texas. He is the host of Dirt Sheet Radio, the one, the only, John Escadero.
3: Hello, hello, what up everybody? What the fuck is up?
1: <laughs> wow, what the fuck is up? Yeah, what the fuck is up is right. Um, So I got a question for you, man. Like, I got a question for you because I wasn't going to ask you guys about this when we, like, I don't like internet asking shit. Um, Yeah, SP, whatever. Um, It's between you two, actually. What is this shit that I see on almost all True Heel Heat posts, on wrestling posts, SP tags you in, like, 22,000 things, if you will? What the fuck is that? <laughs> Boy, I don't know No, I know I, I,
3: it's it's literally nothing but a part. Uh, uh, you, I, I don't even know what to call it. I've been kind of giving news to True Hill Heat when I can forever now, and when nobody else grabs onto it, I'll just take it right from the page and post it right onto the True Hill Heat page. It's just like it, it, it's just a simple
1: question. You know, <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's. I just see this "if you will" shit everywhere, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this? Like, what? Like, I don't I, like. What? Like, and there's never a response. There's never a reply. There's never a response. Oh, if you will, like, what the fuck are y'all
0: talking about? Isn't this like a question for me? Like, like what? <laughs> like, like I, the, I, 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 I said, it's for both of y'all because I don't know what the fuck I'm be watching. I just see him yeah.
1: tagged in so many things.
0: If you will, if you will. Because he's an admin for for True Hill Heat, he drops all his news on his source, which is Dirt Sheet Radio, so it's a simple question, it's in the words of the late, great Dusty Will, if you will, and he understands that, he understands that's what I'm asking, is if you could post this news onto True Hill Heat, it's very simple. If you needed okay, to oh, know, so it wasn't no
1: trolling. I just thought you was trolling him, like on shit. That that's because <laughs> you're a troll. and You get it from Josh, and I just wanted to know, like, fuck, curious minds need curious answers. But you know, I mean, but
2: I mean, to, but to be fair, what, where the hell did you get the idea of, if you will, is a trolling tactic? That's that's where I'm trying to
1: figure it out. I'm, I am yeah. a part. I am a part of the true heels. Everything is a fucking trolling
0: job. Oh man, maybe to you, maybe to you, good sir. Yo, you but, know what? I'm just
1: kind of feeling like Josh is becoming bro, more of a face. I'm you becoming more of a face than I'm realizing. You kind of turning on. I think them them black and white colors are starting to turn you into a little bit of a baby face, there, man. Well,
2: I mean, I don't know because you're not very good at catching the trolling, so. <laughs>
1: There, There we go, there we go, all right, there we go, all right, there we go, he's coming back, he's coming back, the true jerk is coming back, there we go, that's all I wanted.
0: Well, first of all, gotta tell everyone watching, thanks for that longer than usual intro by Top Guy JJ, but this edition of True Hill Heat is brought to you by our good friends over at Wrestling Travel. You can also watch True Hill Heat on Powered 4 TV, one of the best streaming sites in the UK, available in the US as well, and you can listen to True Hill Heat on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, wherever you listen to your favorite audio podcast platforms. If you are watching on YouTube, give this video a thumbs up share this video with all your wrestling fans and friends there is the i card down at the bottom you can push that to subscribe and the bell below that to press all for all the great notifications for the content right here on true hill heat and speaking of you the subscribers are supporters of true hills and true hill heat we start things off with our true hill roll call this is where we shout out everyone supporting us on social media right here on the youtube channel and we start off with our true hill trinity our top three conversation starters from the true hills group page coming in at number three is amp M- McLennan dominic coming in at number two is charles kirkhoff and coming in at number one once again is the new japan aficionado. he had a good week because it was a good week of new japan james Wims. so and shout out of course to, to the negro buck nick jackson our, our jersey in the sky uh <laughs> A couple of true heels. We got a shout out. Stewie Palmer, my good brother over there on the Wrestling Travel Podcast, Uh, Warren Mills, Rob Mack tony martin carol Wands, shaya sis uh sil and drugs delaney so shouts out to all of you true heels who are supporting us on facebook as well as twitter our youtube subscriber highlight we got Kwame shafir commenting on true hill heat 106 the fact that aew decided to let brody jr have the now retired tnt championship design and signing him to a contract and will be a member of the roster when he gets older is definitely a very commendable special thing on their part. He's definitely Dominic Mysterio 2.0. And your favorite uh, JJ, James Michael... Campbell JMC commented on True Hill Heat 106. He says, I really enjoyed Bay Mella as a team this time. They were heels instead of faces. Talking about them teaming up on SmackDown, rated R for wrestling, uh, commented on Richie's Raw recap, saying that promo by Goldberg made no sense to me. When has uh, McIntyre as a babyface disrespected legends? Orton was literally doing that an hour before. LOL. And and then finally the king of the comment section Kfabe tactus he commented on our new Japan pro wrestling Wrestle Kingdom 15 day 1 roundtable review i had a blast watching night 1 my match of the night goes to Okada versus Osprey can't we weir- can't wait to hear your thoughts on night 2 which i think was the better show overall about to s- hit the sack so i can wake up and watch new year's dash have a great night and enjoy and that segues us perfectly to New Japan Pro Wrestling Wrestle Kingdom 15 Days 1 and 2 On January 4th and 5th From the Tokyo Dome First of all guys We gotta talk about the two main events Koto Obushi Becomes a god By defeating Tensuyo Naito On day 1 To win the IWGP Heavyweight And Intercontinental Championships In an outstanding 31 minute match And he followed that up with an even better performance in an amazing, epic encounter against Switchblade Jay White in 48 minutes on day two, the new Tokyo Dome match time record. Let's start with you, John. What was your thoughts on koto Ibushi's performance over the two days? And do you agree, is he a god now? Greater than god. God, god Goye
3: Right? That's what it is, Right. Uh, Fucking, I thought it was amazing. Kota Ibushi, Wrestle Kingdom performance is never disappointing. Fucking night two was long as fuck. I was sleep, I, I, was, I was tired. <laughs> it was the middle of the night. I have to watch it again, but I woke up for the finishing stretch, and I was like, "Oh, this is crazy. I, I missed. I must have missed something
0: amazing." As long as I
3: was, I was like, "Shit, this is bad for me." <laughs>
0: I, I understand when a guy goes 80 minutes over two nights, it's, it's going to be long for everyone, especially him, though. Uh, Josh, what was your thoughts on Obushi versus Naito? Did you think that it lived up to their high standard of matches? I know you were there, Madison Square Garden for the G1 Supercard in 2019. Did it live up to that trilogy that they had that year?
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, I was more glad that they didn't kill each other because of that last you know that you know the last interaction you know freaking Ibushi almost died like multiple times yes no but it definitely did I think you know these guys work every time they work they, they work together is always a freaking classic so you know I, I wasn't surprised by that you know I was when it comes to that I was just more glad nobody died <laughs>
0: This was more like a storytelling type of match more than their usual. We're gonna break each other's necks today type of matches that they had in 2019. They did it in a nice way where it spread out and it was more about their story of trying to outdo each other more than trying to break each other's necks. uh JJ, I know you are a big Switchblade Jay White fan. I said this on our pay-per-view roundtable for day two that's up on the YouTube channel. This was one of the all-time great heel performance in the ring for a wrestler. What was your thoughts on Switchblade's performance on day two?
1: Oh, hands down the best performance of his career. Like, did, did this... Is it possible... That that you could have the top two wrestlers of the year in seven days, like is, is it possible? Because Cody Ibushi, there's no, I I don't know who is gonna get on a plateau like this already. I don't know who's gonna be able to do this. Like my God, this was a masterful masterful performance by by Jay White. Like he, yo, he knows how restricted the fans are, and he irks them and he irks them and he teases them and he taunts them and you can't do shit because <laughs> if you yell you're getting thrown out the fucking building <laughs> and it it, it it makes him even that much more of a genius slash asshole heel and just a matchup with such amazing in-ring work and in-ring psychology It's just, my God, like, I was just watching this match and and, and just like, wow, wow, he's had some really strong performances in the ring before, but this, this, this just had, when you get everything and then some in a match, when you could deliver a freaking five-star match and also have an asshole character involved... I was like, well, I don't know what I'm. I don't know what I'm going to see that's better than this. I don't even like. I'm seven days into the year already, and I already don't know what the hell I'm possibly going to see. I felt so bad for watching wrestling any day after these two days.
0: Yes, we will. We we'll get to what else we uh, missed this week, and, and I would say. First of all, I think this was one of the greatest weeks ever when it comes to in-ring wrestling and the quality of matches that we saw across the two-day Tokyo Dome shows, as well as on Wednesday night. Also, on uh, at Wrestle Kingdom 15, you had Okada defeating Will Osprey in a fantastic 35-minute match on day one. Where would you uh, consider this matchup in the lore of Okada's Tokyo Dome Wrestle Kingdom? Match- Matches, josh do you, do you think that it's on the level of his uh, Omega match and Tadahashi match, or where do you see it placing in his uh illustrious wrestle Kingdom uh, history?
2: I would say probably under omega probably under the Omega match um, what made this match great was that uh, if you really like if you really watched the match, um will Osprey, I thought what will, what will did very well was um he still was himself with heel tactics. Like you know, he di- he didn't have to change himself to be a heel. And I feel like with the match, well, what made it great as well is that is that you see Will he was pushing Okada's buttons to the point that Okada just started you know started beating the shit out of him <laughs> like the last few minutes of the of the match. And I think that's what made it that's what made it great. It was more storytelling than more than like the actual ring work, which was still like freaking amazing. And even the counters were insane when it comes to that match.
0: <laughs> yeah, like that was just like it was I had to keep quiet because I didn't want to wake up the twins, but I literally was like having to stop myself with some of those counters that they were doing. Like Will fighting out of the wrist control, then running at Okada getting caught with the drop kick. It was just ridiculous some of those uh reversal <laughs> encounters they were pulling off there. Uh John, what would you say was the better match from night one? Was it Ibushi versus Naito or Okada versus Osprey? I have
3: to give it to Okada versus Osprey, and I, I thought
0: Ibushi versus,
3: uh, versus Naito was good. I it was good. Uh, but uh, yeah, Osprey versus Okada kind of blew it out the water. I thought I just—it's nothing. I didn't want to see Ibushi and Naito break each other's necks again, but but I've already, <laughs> no, I've already had I've already had this was nice up there with those personally. I was like, okay, this was fine. I'm glad that we all made it out of here alive. We're <laughs> <That's not laughs> worried about what the main event, but the fucking ring work and the story in the Okada Asprey Yeah,
0: yeah it, it was up there with any of the okada matches i say i kind of agree with josh is maybe slightly below the omega match but right up there with his tadahashi and naito matches from wrestle kingdoms of the past uh we also saw at wrestle kingdom 15 an absolute CBE as I've said it before certified banger extreme as shingle Takagi Defeated Jeff Cobb to successfully defend the never open Way championship on day two uh, Top guy JJ. I know this is one that we talked about. You've been talking about Jeff Cobb a lot Would you say that this is the best Jeff Cobb match you've ever seen?
1: Hard to say and that's putting on the spot but again, I'll have to say yes. Like rest you know, F- wrestle kingdom fifteen was just fucking amazing. <laughs> like, like, like just, just put it out there. Like, like, this was so hard to just not like overreact to a lot of these matches. But these fucking performances were amazing. Like, like, I don't know how any of these dudes fought a couple of nights later. I don't, I don't know how. It, I don't know how, especially those two. Because yo, when you see yo, they're hitting each other and sweat is flying all match. Like yo, that's literally yo, I ain't to, to not, that's a lot of meat being torn. Like, there's meat on meat. Like, it's like damn. Like, come on. Yo, they are literally fighting each other with a few wrestling moves. And they, they, they tore the house down in their way. Like, it was such a, such a, different pace of performance but damn that shit was good and yes i like we've seen a lot of good jeff cobb matches but to me like the back and forth and the suspense and the the cliffhangers that i was getting out of it yeah i would have to say so without even feeling like i'm overreacting
0: No, I don't blame you at all. I think it's right. I think this and the Ishii match from the G1 this year are definitely the best Jeff Cobb matches that I've ever seen. But this one just exceeded. It had lofty expectations, but exceeded all of that and then some. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi defeated El Fantasmo on the day one opener, and then he proceeded to defeat Taji Ishimori to win the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title for the fourth time in an insane 25 minute battle on day two. Josh, what's your thoughts on Takahashi winning the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title back and his claim that he wants to main event the Tokyo Dome next year?
2: Shit, I, I, I feel like he should have made event and he's going to do too bad <laughs> as well. Because, you know, he's been on a row ever since he's been back. Like, you know, it, it seems like he's, it looks like he's never been hurt. Especially yeah. the kind of he had. A, yeah. His matches have been like fucking insane. Like, and it's like, he's still hard hitting. And I think even now he's, he's even better after the injury than he was before.
0: Absolutely couldn't agree more with you I've I've seen too many great Hiromu matches ever since last Year against Will Ospreay his match Against El Fantasmo and the best of the super Juniors but this one with Ishimori Was right up there just breakneck speed For 25 minutes they kept That pace it was ridiculous Uh, The other notable note From the shows Gorilla's a destiny Defeated dangerous techers To win the IWGP heavyweight Tag team titles for the record breaking 7th time and Tori toriano became the king of pro wrestling 2021 after being the king of pro wrestling 2020 why are you shaking your head show some respect for Toriyano, our great our great sublime yo piece. show
1: some respect to the business man fucking take your shirt off you jerk like come on man this is the biggest show of the year and you over here winning fucking trophies with your shirt on still <laughs>
0: he, yo. he's smarter he doesn't work yo, hard, he, he, he works smart yo, he
1: definitely does not cause he was getting his ass beat all match and then, sli- and then slips in and steals it from, yo yo, Fale, I just damn, he's like what, 1 in 8 now at Wrestle Kingdom, like I, I don't remember like, really they, yo, I just remember because they. I remember them talking about it And they just shit it on his record I was like god damn This is another L in the <laughs> books to fucking Yano <laughs>
0: damn, he, I mean um, he, he made it into the final four In the New Japan Rambo Without even making it into the ring That is working smarter Not harder And that is the story you gotta of Torbiano
1: it, It's fucking annoying But you gotta <laughs> love it yo
0: it's awesome. Uh, John, what would you say was the better day, day one or day two for Wrestle Kingdom 15? Oh, it
3: was day two easy. It was easy. That was an easy choice. Yeah. <laughs> it's just uh, it, it, it was, I guess, a combination of the wrestlers from night one not having to take it easy because night two is here and now I can take all the fucked up bumps I want to take and, and just other fucking matchups that were better, uh, that, that I thought were better than what we saw on night one. <laughs>
0: I gotta, I gotta, I gotta agree with that. What would you say is because is, this is two different things. We we've, we've explained this before on True Heat. What was your favorite match of the of the two night event, and what was the best match of the two day event?
3: My personal favorite match was uh, Shingo versus Cobb. I just love to see that kind of wrestling. I. I I, I, I struggle to 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 even understand if this is my bias or, or if it's or if it's the truth. I think Shingo and fucking Kyle, outdid, I did. I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Okada versus Osprey, and I enjoy Okada matches. I mean, and maybe it's because I've been watching huge Japan for like the Okada's reign. Like this, like I yeah. started right after he became Okada, and I just been watching all, So I've seen all the fucking Okada. I've seen every which way combination you can have an Okada match, and I was like, okay, that was great. They're all great. But this was fucking, I enjoyed Shingo Cobb a lot more than I did uh, Okada Osprey. That's my reasoning. Anyway.
0: <laughs> I respect it. I respect it. Josh, what about you? What was your uh, favorite show between day one and day two? And then your best or favorite match of the two day event? Uh,
2: best show was night two. Uh, favorite, favorite match was the Okada Osprey match. Oh, uh, the best match I would say is probably Jay White versus Ibushi. That's probably the best match, although from both shows.
0: And JJ, what about you? Oh,
1: wow, I mean, yeah, I mean, you got to give the edge tonight too. You got to give the edge tonight too. I mean, but I'm not, I'm not downplaying night one at all. I'm not downplaying the show by giving night two to Nod yeah. because. This was just a phenomenal fucking two days of wrestling just in general like this. This this is going to set the bar so high for me for just watching pay-per-views for the rest of the year. <laughs> like this, this is just ridiculous how good this show was. But favorite match, favorite match to me. And I don't know. It's just, it, I just was I just couldn't take my eyes off the screen watching this. uh, The Ibushi and Naito match. Like I just could not. This match was fucking this had That shit had me hooked. Like from start to finish, as well as the Okada and Osprey match. But then also the fuck, like, it's just too many to choose from. Really, it's really, really too many to choose from. But I would have to say the best match definitely, definitely was Jay White and, and, and Ibushi. Like, that, that to me just, you get the whole package and everything you want in a wrestling match.
0: I gotta agree with JJ and Josh. The best match of the weekend was Jay White versus Koto Ibushi. It was just, I think Stat King said it best on our roundtable, the quintessential babyface versus the quintessential heel. It's all the history they had in between each other. Their individual stories all coming into one. So you had years of buildup. And that's what the Tokyo Dome main events are known for. Just years of buildup and narrative coming into fruition in one Epic match and it was epic because 48 minutes and it never felt it to me It never felt that long It just kept building and building and it really became great like 25 30 minutes into the match and then the whole rest of the of The match you're just amazed and jay white I've said it on a couple of different occasions a couple of different podcasts this week the two best heels I've ever seen triple h in 2000 rick flair in 1989 And now I could say Jay White in 2021 was right up there with those two men. Just an all-time great performance by him. And I just have to give him so much credit for what he did. So that was the best match. My favorite, actually, was Hiromu versus uh, Taji Ishimori. Because those guys, 25 minutes going at the speed that they went. And I had to do the results for Sports Kita. I've never had such a hard time keeping up with moves like I did with this matchup. Because there was a lot... of moves going on and I had to do notes and that was very difficult. So I respect them and I feel like that was the match that was hurt the most by the restrictions of the crowd because if they had a hot crowd, that would have been five stars to me. Uh yeah. Two things. One, I'm done with this two night Wrestle Kingdom shit. I'm fucking <laughs>
3: highly done. I'm I'm just fucking. I am over it. All the way over it. Why? First of all, it's it's personally for me. I'm in America. I get two nights in a row. of This shit. Wow. What the fuck? We just got we just
1: praised about two great nights of wrestling.
3: This show happened. This show happened by the skin of its teeth. We didn't. We almost yes. didn't even have Wrestle Kingdom this year. Like the fucking two day shit was like uh, it was. This year it was a, it was so yeah. close to not happening. And I'm like maybe we should pull back from this shit all the way. <laughs> like, because it was only supposed to happen last year because it was a festival it, that of, where everybody just happened to have off. So it was like, yeah, this is a great idea. All these people are going to be off of work and school. We're going to make all this money. And then they did it again this year and we have fucking COVID. So, like, it's, if, there, if, if there's no reason for it, I'm, I'm over this two-day shit. Entirely. And the second, and second thing is, that JY promo after the fuck, after Night 2? Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was going to get to that. I knew Jay White was
3: good, right? But fuck. Well, I didn't know you had that in there. I haven't seen something like that in a long time from anybody. Any- Ab- anybody.
0: Absolutely. I, I was definitely going to get to that before we talk about New Year's Dash. Since John brought it up, we got to talk about the post-match interview with Switchblade Jay White. Um, I have never... Seeing a professional wrestler Go through so many different emotions in one interview. He starts off the interview despondent He's 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 like so so drained by the 48-minute matchup Then he starts laughing like "Oh, you guys got what you wanted. I failed I didn't get my destino the last two nights then he's just depressed He just comes off like a complete entitled prick the entire time. He never says congratulations to Kota Ibushi. He says, oh, I, I was told I had to work hard um and I would get what I wanted, but I didn't. I haven't seen my family in four years. I've been wrestling for eight years. Uh He goes on the floor. He lays on the floor. He's still cutting the promo. The end of the promo where he tells the media, will you fucking help me? It's just... So amazing it was Shakespearean like work I Totally agree with you John Josh What was your thoughts on this post match interview
2: uh, Pretty Much the same thing Jonathan felt like I Had no idea he had it in him like You know I feel like He's gotten better with his uh, Talking since last year Like he slowly have, has gotten Better but this is by far His best prompt like I don't think he's Ever gonna match that <laughs>
0: absolutely he did also note that after new year's dash he was that was it he he and this was the thing that i you know you love wrestling fans because If you don't watch New Japan, you don't get this and they just immediately jump from point A to point B Oh, he's leaving New Japan. No, he's going to WWE. Oh, he might take a stop in AEW No, you had to listen to the promo and he literally said I'm done with wrestling. I'm done with the whole business I'm over this shit. I didn't realize my goal two years in a row. I'm done with this shit I've been wrestling for eight years. I'm 28 years old He's like Michael Jordan and I think Kevin Kelly made the comparison Michael Jordan retired Hired early it's okay he came back And he won three wings so, so JJ what was your thoughts On this uh, Jay White promo And the potential of him being Done or taking a break from New Japan
1: Have you ever seen Somebody and literally just said do whatever and Like after you're done watching it You literally just look at that company and say yo Do whatever it takes to keep that man Do whatever because there's always There's going to be companies out there that Throws the fucking money River at him he, at 28 years old, is the best heel, arguably, in the entire business. That is draw all over it. He is literally an untapped wrestling genius. Like, this is probably so many other things that is in that man's head that we haven't even been exposed to yet. And then you just get the t- you just get a breaking. he, he just broke. Like, he just broke. But Like, he was so full of himself. He was so confident that he was taking this title, including me, that he was taking this title from Ibushi after the beating he was going to receive from Naito. And even a beaten Ibushi, even after 48 minutes, still left you discombobulated, still left you laid out, and a loser. Pause for explosion, <laughs> and it's still not his fault.
0: <laughs> yes, he blamed he blamed everybody, it's but himself. still
1: not his fault. You gotta fucking love it. You gotta love the lack of accountability. <laughs>
0: That, that's just a perfect, a perfect heel. Just one of the greatest promos I've ever, I've ever witnessed after one of the greatest matches I've ever witnessed. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling followed up with New Year's Dash. You had Los Inganables de Japón defeating Team Golden Aces to set up Ibushi versus Sonata for the IWGP Dual Gold. You're going to see Show versus Hiromu Takahashi for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title and Hiroshi Tadahashi going one-on-one with Shingo Takagi for the Never Open Way Championship. And those are three barn burners that we are surely going to see probably at New Beginning if uh, this whole state of emergency in uh, Japan uh, does not go through. Uh, the Empire defeated Yoda Suji and Tenkozi and then the Empire laid out Tenzon to get him stretchered out of the arena and we also saw Chaos defeat Bullet Club with Ishii pinning Jay White in what may very well be his final New Japan match for now after that Shakespearean post-Wrestle Kingdom 15 oh. interview. Um,
1: yeah, Bullet Club had a rough Week.
0: Hey, hey, gorillas! Gorillas won their tough
1: week. Yeah, yeah.
0: But besides that, they had a
1: rough week, yo.
0: Yes, it, it was not the best week for the Bullet Club until Wednesday. Um But we will. <laughs> ah, yeah. we, we will get to that.
3: Uh, oh, so, what, was, uh, what was up
0: with the Empire? Why did they rename themselves for no Jesus. Yes, they're they're going to be known <laughs> as the United Empire now. It, went, it was the promo. I thought, like, uh, I get what they were going for, but the promo was kind of stupid. Because he's like, "Oh
3: well, we lost, but we're united now." And I was like, "Well, you weren't, you weren't having problems before." <laughs> <laughs> I don't get
0: it. But, I, I was kind of confused, but it's all about getting your heat back, so I understand. And I think yeah, there's it, big it, stuff. <laughs> I think there's big stuff in store for the Empire after Jeff Cobb had one of his best matches ever, and so did Will Osprey. And Great O'Connor for what it's work wasn't as bad as I thought he would be. And and maybe that's because he was in the ring with Tanahashi to be yeah, fair. Yeah, enough. that's
1: a fact. <laughs> that's a fact. That is a whole fact. And I'm so glad that Tanahashi beat that fucking thing, whatever you call him.
0: Hey, he's the great Okan with that awful, awful uh, entrance attire with the question mark. Uh, He just needs to change that so bad. But let's move on, guys, please to after Wrestle Kingdom, two incredible shows in the Tokyo Dome. It's like wrestling peaked, right? Nope, not if you watch the Wednesday Night Wars. A week 61 of the Wednesday Night Wars this week with WWE NXT and Aew Dynamite. This right here is where we're gonna give you the ratings. Because it wasn't available for me To uh, say on this show So you're going to have our special editor Put it across the screen right now But we had two huge shows With AEW Dynamite New Year Smash and WWE NXT with New Year's Evil On New Year's Evil Finn Balor defeated Kyle O'Reilly In a brutal barn burner Main event to successfully defend The NXT Championship You also had Raquel Gonzalez Defeat Rhea Ripley in a a physically intense last woman standing matchup. You had Karrion Cross defeat uh, Damian Priest in the opener, and you had Santos Escobar beat Grand Metalik to successfully defend the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Over on AEW Dynamite New Year Smash Night One, you had Kenny Omega defeat Ray Phoenix in a state of the state of the art, out of this world. A tremendous encounter to successfully defend the AEW world title. I would put this match on any of the great matches that we talked about from Wrestle Kingdom. And I, I love the fact that we went around and everybody had a different match to say from Wrestle Kingdom. But I think we can all agree Omega versus Phoenix was right up there with all those Wrestle Kingdom matches. But after an amazing main event, that's not what everybody's gonna be talking about. Because after the match, uh, Omega looked like he was gonna attack Ray Phoenix, but then John Moxley came down and attacked Kenny Omega with a barbed wire bat, leading to the impact. Let me repeat that. The impact one more time. The impact. World Tag Team Champions, the Good Brothers, made their AEW debut, beating down Jon Moxley, as well as a couple of more AEW jobbers. Then the Young Bucks came down, and they looked like they were trying to talk Omega down from from continuing the attack, but then they joined Omega in uh, attacking the jobbers who tried to attack Omega, and they joined Omega, Gallows, and Anderson in doing... As they said, the hand signal, the too sweet, the signature too sweet to end the show. Yes, the bullet club has reunited in AEW, or as Don Kyle has coined them, the super elite. Uh, We also saw Warlow beat Jake Hager in a very good uh, horse fight. We had Bucks and SEU beat TH2 and Acclaimed in a fun eight-man tag opener with SEU talking about splitting if they lose another tag team contest. Sheeta defeated Abaddon to successfully defend the AEW Women's Championship and Cody defeated Matt Seidel and then Snoop Dogg. Hit quite possibly the worst splash in the history of professional wrestling. So, what was your guys' thoughts on AEW Dynamite with New Year's Smash and NXT with New Year's Evil? And what was the better show for the week? Let us start with you, Top Guy JJ.
1: Damn, and you know what's funny is that your NXT actually was pretty good. Like I can't like NXT, yo. If it was based. Strictly on the wrestling aspect of it, I would have felt NXT actually had better matches. Like NXT was actually really good. Like NXT was good, but damn, NXT was good on the wrong fucking night. Like they was good on the wrong night. There's no way. There's no way they outshine AEW on this night. Like like that. You know, what happened was just too revel- It was too big. It was too big. It is something too many people wanted. It is something that too many people has been dying to see for too long. And this was after the match of the night. Like, this was after the match of the night on both shows. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you can't end. Like, you know, I, like, I rate these shows basically on what you remember at the end or the, like, how you, what you walk away from. Like, I'm almost not even going to remember how the Finn Balor-Kyle match finished. All I'm going to remember is how insane that Candy and Phoenix match was. How literally Phoenix on the offensive end almost killed himself how many times? A few times. Like, literally almost missed him on the suicide flip. Like, literally almost completely missed him and flew over the guardrail almost. Like, and that wasn't even the highlight of the night. <laughs> like, there's no way. There's no way. AE- and, like, and, and like, this is AEW, and my God, and it's not even fair to NXT. I'm so sorry, NXT, because y'all was good. Y'all was good this week.
0: But damn. On the wrong week. On the wrong fucking week. Sad to say. Uh, John, what was the better show for you, and what stood out the most on both shows?
3: Well, <laughs> I... Uh, hey, and the Dynamite was obviously and I don't want to say obviously Because a lot of people have different tastes But right? <laughs> it was a better show, man It really was I, I just, what stuck with me about the ending Was like how much content They packed into that little 15 minutes After the match that was like three fucking segments. <laughs> and, and, there were three different times that show could have ended. It could have ended with Moxie That's multiple weeks. And then it ended when the Bucks. Team. That's like three weeks worth of content. <laughs> <Three> multiple <laughs> weeks. And I had been complaining. I was like, why, why haven't the fucking Good Brothers been on Dynamite yet? Like they've been with Kenny for two weeks now. And fuck that was amazing. I loved it. I, I thought. I thought that was, like, a fucking great wrestling segment. Like, at WWE, I would have been fucking great. Like, I don't know, it was just great. It was amazing. But, uh, yeah, Dynamite won the night. <laughs> Easy. Easy with the match. match. The fucking Kenny versus Phoenix match. Could have been with night, too. It was just that good. Yeah. That was, was a good fucking great episode of Dynamite. There was other good stuff, but that's that. That last half hour was, like, super. Yeah. super-
0: I... Couldn't agree more, I said it on Twitter The best 30 minutes of Dynamite They've ever produced It was that final 30 minutes of the show it's not uh, fair <laughs> not Josh fair. Josh, what was your better show for the week And uh, what stood out the most? Uh, Dynamite was, was
2: the better show uh, the, Like you said, the last 30 minutes stood out the most I mean, you can't top that Um I mean, like you said, NXT wasn't it wasn't a bad show. It's just you can't compete with that. You can't compete with what Dynamite did. They they like like what JJ said. They went they came on the wrong night with that. And also, even like on, on NXT, like you know, matches that I thought would be better weren't weren't that great. Like um, the Cruiserweight title match I thought would be like great, and it wasn't for yeah. me. Like. It was decent. Um, Carrion Cross looked
1: terrible. And that's saying a lot because I'm a big cross. Thank guy. you. Oh he my. Looked. Yo. I've been saying this for, for over a month. <laughs> he looked. Yo. Know, it was rough. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that was all I'm going to say to that. <laughs> Yo, all I thought about was how good Damian Priest
0: looked. <laughs> he did. He did. He did. It just looked like. Cross was not all the way healthy to me. I don't know Yo, about no, you. No, no, whatever. That's that's what it looked like. That's Yo, what it looked bro, like. To he me. was like this before the injury. No, no, he actually looked like he was in the best shape of his career. Have you seen him? Since no, no, before? physically, physically you're right. Physically yeah. you're right. He's still working, but in the ring? Well, he hasn't been given too many opportunities to have really good matches. To be fair, like he squashed Chamaso Champa, he squashed uh, uh, Dijakovic, he pretty much squashed uh, Keith Lee. So he hasn't been given. I'm not
3: gonna lie, man. I don't. Other than like the one time I enjoyed
0: him at Bloodsport, I don't. I
3: don't. I can't really name a carrying cross match that I would be like, go watch that killer cross versus. I don't
0: have anything. <laughs> he's, he's he's a WWE I'm, I'm old,
1: yeah. guy. He's I'm a just,
0: WWE a guy. Yeah, I he's have a, not. I hope he does. Best thing out. about the man is his entrance. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that's what it's all about. It's about his presence and his character more than it is the the great matches. To be fair, and he's in the wrong brand for that because NXT is be, about he working. To, yeah, he needs to be on
1: Raw or some shit. Like yeah. he he's definitely yeah. not. He's definitely he's, not NXT. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: So I will say, I will make it unanimous, Dynamite was the better show for this week. uh, Outside of the 30 minutes, which you guys have all talked about, Uh, the the Wardlow-Hager match just surprised the hell out of me. Like, that was two big boys who went at it, and Wardlow is not the most experienced. That was probably Jake (laughs) Hager's best singles match that I've seen him in since being on AEW. and But Wardlow getting the win just made a whole lot of sense. The tag team opener was a lot of fun and I think it did a good job of setting up the potential SCU versus uh, Young Bucks matchup with SCU's, uh tag team uh, lineage on the line. That would be a really good matchup for them to do at like Breach Break or, or Revolution. But like you guys said, we're all going to remember that final 30 minutes. Phoenix and Kenny Omega is in the top three to four matches i've ever seen on dynamite uh, i i have said it before pack and omega was the best the iron man match uh the parking lot brawl between uh proud and powerful and best friends cody versus brody dog collar match yeah. and now phoenix and kenny yeah. omega and i will say probably phoenix and kenny omega it was the best in-ring work out of all of those matches because they were just insane. blowing my mind the the one moment where i was just like okay this is just out of this world was when he when phoenix absorbed the v trigger kipped up and then gave him a super kick right to the face i was like okay this is just on another planet right now the the moonsault uh german suplex the springboard double stomp till omega's back it was just too many stuff too many highlight reel stuff and ray phoenix proved why he's a main eventer in this matchup. <laughs> But like you guys all said, we're all going to be talking about the bullet club reunion the super elite where do you think this goes next with uh gallows anderson omega and the young bucks uh being together are we going to see maybe the young bucks at hard to kill next week are we going to see maybe this build up with them together and maybe another potential team versus them in the blood and guts match which we never got or do you see it maybe with the young Bucks kind of being hesitant to do the too sweet are they going to turn on the Young um, Bucks. There's so many things that they left open here with this ending. What's your thoughts, John?
3: I think uh, Blood and Guts is definitely uh, the end, the end game here. Like that's that's for sure. That's 100. I, I definitely see that. I'm just wondering who. says so is it gonna be like a? It, it's got to be like another combination of a- Impact and AEW baby faces, You figure you're led by John yeah. Moxley. Some people were thinking like Cody, but I don't want Cody anyway. No, nah. <laughs> I really don't, I don't keep doing <laughs> celebrity shit. But oh, also,
2: yeah. but also like, Cody, it wouldn't really make any sense because he's been, like, doing, like, his own stuff Like when it comes to yeah. the show. He hasn't he interacted with none of them. So it really wouldn't make any real sense. At least said right now, would it wouldn't.
3: I think the thing is, like, Cody comes off, like, Triple H to a lot of people. And putting yourself in this <laughs> storyline that's really hot is a very Triple H thing. Like like this is really hot. I'm trying to get involved in this stuff. Um, I hope that's not the case. I really don't think he'll do that though. Like I don't think I don't think it'll happen, but I can see why people are scared of it. But, but yeah, I'm hoping it's a combination of like impact AEW uh baby faces like Moxley and Callahan, maybe turn face or whatever the fuck, you know, shit like that.
0: I, I like that. I like Callahan maybe being uh, teaming up with his old partner. Maybe the Motor City machine guns in there. But I think this is I think this is the heel force that eventually Hangman Page is going to have to come in and be the savior of this whole thing be the sting to this NWO in uh in AEW. I think I love the potential of that. JJ, what's your thoughts on the Bullet Club reunion? And where do you think they go next? Oh,
1: man, this to me literally has good brothers and young bucks that double or nothing written all over it. Like this, this just, it literally just has attitudes pawn attitudes and the good brothers ain't going to be able to deal with this goody bullshit. And it's like, yo, are y'all either in or y'all out? Like make up your damn minds. Like, yo, are you too sweet? or you not? And this Nick, you know, Nick Jackson with his emotional ass and and Matt going to get even more emotional. And they just gonna be over it, and then I just see them just beating the young Bucks' ass and just being like, "Yo, y'all out, y'all out." Like you know what? We want y'all like we want y'all like y'all show. We want to take y'all out at y'all own show, and that's just I just feel it. I just feel double or nothing written all over this with the good brothers and the young bucks. I just and I like all said, I just literally hope that they don't just cluster fuck this with too many people because. I do feel like Cody is in a place where he's kind of distracted in a storyline. So I'm not really that worried about him. I feel like he's going to find his place elsewhere. But yeah, I mean, Hangman would be a great assertion to this. The draw would be a great assertion to this. Like there would be people that's like good one offs. But I feel like this story is going to mainly be about the the divided attention and the divided intentions between the good brothers and the young bucks.
0: I could see that as well,
1: but then also to add to that, yes. they
2: could even use like a real life kind of feel to it. Because remember, when when their contracts were coming up, the Good Brothers, they, were, they gave their word to the Young Bucks that they were going to AEW, and they decided to resign with WWE because they offered them more money. <laughs> so, it could be uh, commentary.
0: Yeah, Jericho. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I, I, I I, 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 I the stars of this of this whole thing, I hope, would be the Good Brothers and the Young Bucks, because the good, the young, the Young Bucks needs another team that is gonna light that 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 fire because they've gone through FTR already. Like this would make such amazing television with these two.
0: I totally agree with everything you guys are saying. There's a lot of potential with where this is going, but definitely AEW got the win this week. Next week, we got night two of New Year's Smash. You're going to see AEW TNT champion Darby Allin going one-on-one with Brian Cage, NWA Women's Champion uh Serena Deeb defending against Tay Conte Pack versus Eddie Kingston in a highly anticipated grudge match, Miro versus Chucky e. T. If Chucky e. T loses, he has to become Miro's uh young boy. You're going to see Jurassic Express going up against FTR, the reunion of the elite, The Young Bucks and Kenny Omega in six-man tag team action, the debut of The Waiting Room on Dynamite with special guest Cody and the inner circle's new year's resolutions and over on NXT they're going to have the start of the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic. They also announced the introduction of the women's Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic. So a lot of good things happening on Wednesday night. And like I said, between Wednesday night and two night Wrestle Kingdom, one of the greatest in-ring wrestling weeks that I've ever seen in my life. And this is including G1 Climax. This was just great. On oh, the other- Oh, Monday Night Raw wasn't a part of that? On the other end of the spectrum, you have Monday Night Raw. Um, what was what what does belong? What does belong in the category for great stuff that we saw in the ring this week was the main event with Drew McIntyre defeating Keith Lee to successfully defend the WWE Championship. But then. We saw the return of Goldberg to confront McIntyre with one of the most confusing promos that I've ever heard in my life, where Drew about Drew not respecting legends before challenging him for the raw Rumble. You also saw Randy Orton defeat Jeff Hardy and humiliate uh, legends the whole night, which would have made more sense for Goldberg to cut that promo on Randy Orton, but you know, Less said about that the better. And as uh he declared for the Raw Rumble match himself, Randy Orton. He also said that he decided to have compassion for Alexa Bliss and didn't set her on fire. Uh Rick flair cost charlie Flair because he was horny and flirting with uh Lacey Evans in her ta- in Charlotte's tag team matchup with Asuka against Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans. Uh what was your guys' thoughts on Goldberg's return on Monday Night Raw? And Do you see who do you see winning Goldberg versus Drew McIntyre at the Raw Rumble? Let's start with you, John.
3: Oh boy. (laughs) I mean, what what else can I say, man? When they announced Legends Knight, I really thought, like, this is the same. This is exactly the same. There's no way. It was so the same thing that they always do that I thought it couldn't possibly be the same shit that they've done all these years as a panic button, thinking that it's going to work. And it was—it was—we brought back an old legend to put him in a fucking main event slot and to pop a rating for no reason because we're gonna drop the rating even lower after he's gone next time. So It—it's it, like it's a merry-go-round of, of of the mistakes with this place already. I but I hate to I hate to go from praising AEW so hard to shitting on WWE because that's exactly what people gives them fuel to be like, well, you're just biased. But there's no fucking bias here. It's just like. Observation, like this, is shit that happens all the time. It's fucking, it, I can't even get disappointed about it anymore. It's it's more funny. I laugh. I laugh when Goldberg fucking music hit. I laugh. So I, it, even even without all the promo problems that they had against the time issues or whatever the fuck it was, I just I was already laughing. Like it was already done since the second his music hit. So I wasn't gonna take that shit seriously anyway. It's just that's what it is with that.
0: I can't disagree with anything you just said.
3: They ended their entire episode of raw two weeks ago on that big ass cliffhanger. We were like, was he gonna melt this bitch or what? <laughs> and, and, and and did you see how they handled that? What the
0: they didn't fuck? handle it.
3: What the fuck? I can't I can rant about Raw all day. I wanted to give somebody else a chance.
0: <laughs> I I think we all could and I think uh Top guy JJ is still percolating his uh, thoughts because he's about to explode. So let's go to Josh real quick. What was your thoughts on Goldberg's return? And who do you see winning between Goldberg and Drew at the Royal Rumble?
2: I mean, it's like at this point, I I just went, what do you want me to say? (laughs) You know, I mean, when when it comes to that, you know, I'm not surprised that he showed up, to be honest with you, because, you know, it's already reported that he had he's obligated to do, like, what, two, three matches like the next two years or something. So that I'm not surprised. About. But I already know that it's, over, you know, you know, politicking his way in to getting the title because he has this fake image of being some kind of superhero for kids who didn't even watch him. I and mean, He wrestled because they were even alive. <laughs> So like that whole shit, like when he when he comes up with that shit, to me is just garbage at this point because it's like, dude, stop fucking calling yourself a superhero. Like you know, nobody fucking besides us people our age, nobody watched him growing up. And in regards to like the promo itself, like it just made no sense because Orton was shitting on Legends the whole night, yet you're saying that Drew, who backed up. The Legends months ago against Orton, saying he doesn't respect Legends, and then that's how that's how you end your show. And in uh, regards to the the title match, I mean oh, Goldberg is gonna win. Like, <laughs> thank you. One <laughs> uh, has Goldberg has ever been known to put to put over anybody either younger, current, like who the like when, when was the last time he's fucking done it? Because I don't. I don't I don't count Braun Strowman because Braun Strowman was just a fall guy because freaking Roman Reigns went home because of the virus, which is understandable by the way. So he was the fuck he was the next guy, just you know, he was in line. And Goldberg had no matches left in his contract. So I don't even consider that as him putting over anybody. So when it comes to that, of course Goldberg's gonna win. It's just a matter of how long the match is going to be?
0: <laughs> Pretty much, that's the only question we have now. And finally, Chop guy, JJ, I know you have a, you probably have a lot to say. What was your thoughts on Goldberg's return?
1: Have you ever realized how much you can't stand somebody until you actually see them? The second I heard that fucking music, I was like, I hate this motherfucker. Like, I hate this motherfucker. And then he has the gall to open his mouth. He opens his mouth like what are you talking about? Did we literally just not watch Drew McIntyre and the super friends of legends work as a team to kill the super bad guy in Randy Orton? Did we not see him in the same night that we're talking about him being so disrespectful Cut a promo with the motherfucker that we can't stand right now in Hulk Hogan. Did, did all of this just not happen in the same night? And then he, 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 oh my god, I hate him. I like, I hate this guy. Like, I hate this guy. It comes out, literally completely forgets that this ever happened. Completely forgets that anything has ever... Clearly, he doesn't watch the fucking program. He doesn't watch anything. He came out with this handwritten promo that was given to him by whoever the fuck doesn't watch Monday Night Raw. Because clearly, Drew McIntyre has been the babyface of all babyfaces all fucking year. Like, 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 God. And then he comes out and says, oh, I'm not coming out here demanding. I'm not coming out here demanding... But I am challenging you. Like, really?
0: Like, That's demanding.
1: Really? <laughs> and then it's like, yo, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not picking Goldberg to win shit. Fuck him. I'm not picking him to win shit, even though I know in my fucking heart that he's going to fucking win. Or in my mind that he's going to win. But I'm going to go with my fucking heart and praying, praying that they do something different. And Drew clocks his fucking head so hard that he literally cannot wrestle anymore, but he is healthy enough to raise his stay with his family and be like, I'm done with wrestling. He needs to get popped so hard with a Claymore that he doesn't pull this shit anymore. Jeez. Like, like this is, this, this no, like, yo, because you know what? Because, again, this just, it just adds more ammunition to literally completely forgetting that Keith Lee had a great match. Yep. Like, like, it just, it just literally obliterates that. Like, it's just like, yo, do you just not, you, you literally say, hey, do you not give a fuck about this business? Do you not give a fuck about the people that's coming up? And then you literally, like, I, I hate this man. Like, I can't stand this man, because no one that you are fighting for fucking knows who you are. They don't know you. <laughs> like, your last good match was in 1990, Never. Because you hey, never had a good match.
0: Goldberg Brock match was really good. We were there live. That shit was
1: fun. It wasn't good. It was fun. Good. Fun,
0: because different. Yeah, a
1: big fucking difference. The shit was fun. I think. I think, I think there is a difference because I was gonna say I haven't seen a good Goldberg match
3: since the uh, one. That, <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying.
1: It's a big difference between fun and good. That shit was fun. That shit damn sure wasn't good. But I will, I will digress, and before I li- I will fucking rip this shit until this fucking podcast ends. So I'm I, I I'm just gonna pray, pray that that McIntyre breaks this cycle because he he ruined Kevin Owens' entire championship career, and I'm just hoping Drew McIntyre doesn't fall under the same thing. He literally killed the Fiend's life. Okay, he did. And and I just hope Drew doesn't fall in line because this this is just this is just fuck. fuck.
3: We're about Kevin Owens Before we get away from this, like, did you did you see how he kind of put the kibosh on Damian Priest SmackDown storyline?
0: Yeah, we were <laughs> gonna get to that with the with the uh, news. I think the. Final thing that we missed was uh, MLW Kings of Coliseum uh, Leo Rush defeating Myron Reed to become the M- MLW Middleweight Champion, sh- champion uh, Ending Myron Reed's over a year reign You had the Von Eriks defeat Dirty Blondes To successfully defend the MLW Tag Team titles and Max Krueger And Alexander Hammerstone Went to a no contest in the main event But yes John we gotta talk about WWE news and that brings us To the botched or scrapped nxt talent call-up WrestleVotes reported this week that nxt talent was supposed to debut on the new year's day smackdown in the reigns uso and ko main event angle fightful select then confirmed that that talent would have been damian priest pw insider then uh reported that apparently the decision to scrap this plan came from both kevin owens and roman reigns first owens saying that it didn't make any sense that damian priest was going to debut on the main roster as his best friend he was like how are we friends how did he become my best friend how does this make any sense sammy Zayn's my best friend uh <laughs> and roman agreed so they decided to scrap that plan and they also reported that priest and rhea ripley are main roster bound following new year's evil so yeah john what was your thoughts on uh owen scrapping the priest call up that was,
3: that was, that was smart that was so smart i'm glad that Roman Reigns story, whatever, whoever's writing that shit right now, whoever's doing that, has so much influence because that would have been so stupid. And that is exact. That's such a WWE thing. Like, I had no problem
0: believing
3: that. Like, none, none. he
0: do it
1: to themselves, man. He'd do this shit to
3: themselves. Sami Zayn is literally on the same show every single week. He's always on about this fucking injustice and shit. You could, he could. He could have just seen his friend get fucking screwed over and jumped in if he wanted. Like, it's two seconds. It's, it's whatever, right? I don't I don't, <laughs> don't know. People anymore what's the
0: point, <laughs> <laughs> Them not Them not making sense it just never Seems to cease to amaze Any of us it seems like and they Literally did like the whole segment when Daniel Bryan returned that him and Daniel Bryan were friends and Daniel Bryan Has been attacked by Jey So, uh, So it only may why don't You just put Daniel Bryan with him like There's so many other options for Them to go to I'll ask you Josh What's your thoughts on the potential of uh, Rhea Ripley on the main road? roster
1: um that's a serious question yeah that's a serious question <laughs> yeah you gotta yeah you gotta answer it sir <laughs> um
2: to be honest i i don't i don't expect much like that's the best answer i could give because we see how these nxt call-ups and end up i mean deep down i, I hope it doesn't happen because she's she, you know i think she's way too talented to end up like that but you know, we, we we've seen we've seen this road before. We've seen how it goes, and you know, once Vince doesn't like you, you're done. And so it was like, I don't know, like,
0: <laughs> like like Sammy Callahan says, thumbs up thumbs down absolutely uh dave Meltzer on wrestling observer radio reports that the plans for goldberg versus drew mcintyre were not confirmed until over the weekend on saturday january 2nd with Meltzer speculating that Vince man felt that uh, no one else was ready on the raw roster to face drew mcintyre at the show uh fightful select reports that the segment with goldberg and drew did not go off as planned with the show running out of time mcintyre was going to say things that would have helped Goldberg's promo make sense, but they thought he would ad-lib uh, that since they didn't have the opportunity to do that, but Goldberg didn't ad-lib. He just said the promo as is. Oh, well.
1: <laughs> no one was ready to fight McIntyre. Has he this not been so- watching his own fucking program? I said, this supposed veteran, this supposed
3: Goldberg that he's supposed to look up
1: to, guy wasn't even ready to... Add lib or, or skip a line. Yeah, he's not. He, they're not ready because they waste their fucking main events on Monday Night Raw.
3: Well, my thing is like all these wrestlers who are supposedly not ready, and this old motherfucker is not even vetted enough to to not say something that doesn't make sense. So, who's not ready here? Is it the old timer
0: that you brought in, or and what do you think Wrestlers when you do that. I to be I'm fair. To be fair, it looked like he headbutt the locker room to, the, to, to get ready for this uh, promo, it and, seemed like. so,
1: And then his match is going to be so short, it's going to make all the other people work that much longer. So you're making them work harder when he doesn't even got to fucking work all of three, four minutes.
0: He works smarter, not harder. Uh, PW Insider reports that changes were made to Raw with Hulk Hogan originally supposed to do an in-ring promo that was changed to the strange iPhone segment that they had at the start of the show. Also, Randy Orton versus uh, Jeff Hardy was originally supposed to be the main event before a decision was made to end things with Goldberg and Drew. It was also noted that Hogan and Flair were a part of the production meetings for the show, and they also reported that the Show was supposed to end with Drew headbutting Goldberg back, but the show went off air after Goldberg's push. So, hey. Hey, you gotta, you gotta make stuff happen uh, Inside the ropes, uh, Gary Cassidy One of our old guests over here on True Hill Heat Reports that Mickie James is still on the Raw active roster Despite reports that she was off due to being a part of Legends Night Wrestling Inc. reports that Carlito was never supposed to be a part of the Legends Night Despite being promoted Someone sent him a feeler to see if he was interested And then they advertised him without confirmation So this is another case Case of the left hand not knowing what the right hand is doing in WWE uh, Paige has, a pro- has apparently broken the third party uh, ruling of WWE by continuing her Twitch stream while still under contract she even appeared with Selena Vega and it was also reported by FIFO Select that Vega was never granted an exit interview with Vince after her release uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that the current plans for Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 37 have him facing Danny. O'Brien at the show Josh what do you are you uh do you like the plan for uh Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns at Wrestlemania 37
2: um yeah to be honest with you like you know originally they were trying to push for Goldberg and Reigns I mean that's an instant upgrade for for, Dan, for Bryan and Reigns and honestly it makes a lot more sense because of how both of their careers have gone when you know Daniel Bryan was such a freaking top baby face, the whole, you know, the freaking whole um fan base was behind him. When it comes to Reigns getting his push, nobody was behind him when he was in that same position. So I mean when it comes to that, I mean, you know, not not even the match itself, but like you know the storytelling itself could could even, you know, could elevate that.
0: Yeah, I think they need to bring that real-life situation into the story and make it a lot more, uh, get us a lot more invested into the matchup. WWE removed the fight pit match between Tomatso Champa Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher from the card for NXT New Year's Evil with the storyline reason being Thatcher was injured while training. Sportskeeda Wrestling originally reported that there are plans to start NXT India this year with tapings to take place in Orlando at the PC. They have also uh, reported that Jeff Jarrett will be involved behind the scenes with the expansion and is currently looking for an Indian born star to build the Brand around and New Year's Day SmackDown did 1.915 million viewers, while Raw was up in viewership to their highest since August with Legends Night to 2.13 million viewers. The number one show on cable. Top guy JJ, do you, are you happy that Raw's ratings was up with the Legends Tonight and the return of Bill Goldberg?
1: Yo so every time they get desperate in their ratings tag let's just call everybody back and give them give them give every wrestler off essentially let's give all the talent off and bring these old fucks on or bring these people that can't get the work done in the ring and yeah so let's just you know come up with a scriptless show because obviously we don't have to think of shit when we bring the ledges on we just put them on a camera and they and they shoot the shit for for 2 minutes and then, then we go to commercial. Then we have a two-minute match. Then we go back to the Legends. Then we have a three-minute match. And then go to the Legends. Easy fucking formula. A lot hey. of money being wasted to go up a couple hundred thousand viewers.
0: Pay a couple of people to be on screen for two minutes. It works out for WWE, as we saw with the ratings. Uh, eight. Fucking bullshit. This is eight. fucking bullshit. AEW news AEW debate debuted the new TNT championship with black leather last night during the weigh-in between Darby Allen and Brian Cage and also Amanda Hubert the wife of the late John Hubert aka Brody Lee confirms that Brody Lee Jr.'s AEW contract will be actor active after his uh, 18th birthday after uh, so many fans speculated that the contract was used to keep her quiet about the real reason why Brody Lee passed away. John, what do you think about the toxic environment that has been around Amanda Hubert since the passing of uh, of Brody Lee?
3: I think a lot of people like to act surprised about it, but I don't know. It's not surprising. It's wrestling. This is wrestling fans. I'm not saying that because it should be that way. Just accept it. But like, that's just. I'm not surprised about it at all. Like this is wrestling. I think at this point, it, 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 it comes down to people. Like, normal people just ignore the fucking craziness. Like, at this point, just don't give that shit a spotlight anymore. Like, uh, besides that one journalist fuckhead who obviously needed to be responded to, I really don't think they should be addressed at all anymore. None of that wrestling fan negativity Because they're just fans. Like, if, if you get caught up in these little comments, of course it's going to affect you. They just fucking read this. I was going to use the R word. They fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're stupid. This is stupidity. Just, I I don't I, I think you're wasting you're wasting energy addressing
0: it. that's all. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you, and it's a shame that she has to deal with that. New Japan News: Dave Melter reports that New Japan Pro Wrestling is close to signing a television contract with a U.S. and U.K. network. Uh, John Moxley made his return to New Japan Pro Wrestling in a promo from New Japan's. Uh, US Arena on Wrestle Kingdom 15 Day 1, which will lead to an IWGP US Heavyweight title match against uh, Kenta. New Japan Pro Wrestling released the attendance figures for the two day Wrestle Kingdom events, and Night 1 did 12,689 in attendance, while Night 2 did 7,801. ROH news: Marty Scrawl and ROH finally have come to an agreement for his release from the promotion. Uh, what do you think about the future of Ring of Honor now that Marty Scrawl is finally gone from there, Josh?
2: Um, to be to be honest, I think um, it's just a way for them to move forward. Um, they were they were not going to use him no matter what. You know they they, they made that you know they made that very clear. So I think, you know, I, I think, um you know, it's just a way to, to focus on everyone else that's currently there. And, um you know, I, I was glad with the move. I mean, it, it took a long ass time for them to do it. They should have done it a long time ago. but I just think it's their way to move to move forward
0: yeah I mean it's understandable why it took so long because he wasn't just signed to like a wrestler's contract he was signed as a booker so they're a part of a big corporation with Sinclair Broadcasting so that takes a couple of that takes some time to kind of come to an agreement where it's mutually uh, they come to terms on a release while we know it's not really all that mutual Uh, ROH re-signed also this week Bandito, Mark Haskins and Amy Rose and uh, Fightful Select reports that multiple talents Under contract with Ring of Honor stated that the promotion has not extended any of their contracts despite all the months that they were out of action during the pandemic. Additionally, many sources uh, claim ROH tested. uh, treated uh, them exceptionally well through this time. Impact Wrestling uh, Note, fifo Select reports that despite Ethan Page going up against his alter-ego Karate Man at Hard to Kill next week, he has not re-signed with the promotion. And then our final wrestling notes, news notes, Selena Della Delarenta will be executive producer for next week's MLW Fusion and made Lowe's Parks versus Von Eriks for the MLW Tag Team Titles with Tom Lawler as the special guest referee. In an interview with FIFO Select, uh, MLW CEO Court Bauer confirmed that MLW is negotiating with a tier one TV networks for a new show. Brian Hepner announced that he is leaving uh, NWA, that is the referee and son of Earl Hepper or Hepner and Congratulations to Nick Aldis, who reached 800 days as the NWA World Heavyweight Champion this past week. So, our final segment, fellas, is Impact Wrestling Genesis. We are one week away from Impact Wrestling's big event, Hard to Kill, with Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers teaming up against Rich Swan and the Motor City Machine Guns. We're going to do full preview and predictions for that show next week. But this week, they have their last Impact Plus special before the that big show and it's a, sh- a small card but it's really all about the super x cup tournament but they do have other matches on the card a kind of a dream match here a ladies dream match as a former wwe women's champion jazz will go one-on-one with former impact knockout champion jordan grace these two ladies were a part of the impact tag team title tournament as tag team partners they were eliminated this week by havoc and nevaeh and then respectfully wanted to show that they have competition with each other making this match on genesis so who do you think wins jazz versus jordan grace let's start with you top guy jj
1: i'm gonna definitely go with jordan grace on this one it'd be kind of nice to see jazz though but i'm definitely gonna go with jordan grace on this
0: john who do you got jazz or jordan grace Jordan
3: Grace, it just makes sense. Jazz is not gonna be here too much longer. I think she's retiring,
0: isn't she? Yeah, she uh, held up her retirement to be a part of Impact for this short stint, so it makes sense. I'm gonna also agree with you guys and go with Jordan Grace. Josh, I don't know if we should even ask you because you're a big Jordan Grace fan, but what do you what do you say?
2: I mean it's Grace. I mean it makes the most sense. Um I think this probably might be has a send off from impact because i know she she is doing a retirement tour um so i think it's just a way of you know moving on from that
1: be nice john be nice saw that (laughs) over there throwing throwing over there throwing shit at your cats be nice
0: hey hey you gotta you gotta do it sometimes i guess but (laughs) uh (laughs) <laughs> I I quit match is our next one. We got Moose going one on one with Willie Mack. These two men have been feuding for quite some time. Uh Moose been trying to stake his claim as being the number one champion as TNA world heavyweight champion in impact wrestling over Rich Swan. And Willie Mack being Rich Swan's best friend has kind of got in the crossfire. But now they're gonna have an I quit match after uh Moose has beaten up on Willie Mac so numerous couple of times. But who do you think wins here? Willie Mac versus Moose. Let's start with you, Josh.
2: Uh, Moose, that's an easy pick for me because, like you know, we've just been using Willie Mac as the fall guy. So I will give this one
3: to Moose.
0: John, who you got? I'm
3: go Moose too. I think Moose still has a, a story they're trying to tell with him. Uh, the overarching story i mean that kind of leads to maybe an impact world title shot or at least it seemed like it before the crossover stuff started
0: <laughs> yeah I, I think that if anybody's going to be a victim of this crossover and omega potentially becoming thanos it's moose because he seemed like he was going to be next in line for the shot but well you got moose versus willie Mack, uh top guy jj hey
1: at least moose got the tna championship I mean, you know, at least he's a real TNA champion, you know, because that's the only belt he's going to see for a long, long time. So, yeah, I mean, Moose is going to take this one. But, yeah, victim of the circumstances, Moose is definitely the biggest victim.
0: Absolutely. And then you got the Super J Cup. We'll do predictions for the first round, and then I'll ask you guys who you think is going to win the tournament. So, first up, there's going to be Ace Austin going one on one with Suicide. Two former X Division champions in this one. I'm going to go with Ace Austin to beat Suicide. Who you got, John?
3: Probably going to go with, uh, I was going to say Ace Austin too, but did, are they putting anything into Suicide lately?
0: Um, not really but they don't seem they be putting too much Into Ace Austin either so this is an Interesting matchup
3: uh, the, the match the, a, a, a match of two people who are going nowhere Nice <laughs> So um, you have, who, who you got I guess I'll go suicide Just because he probably shouldn't be using that name
0: Anymore <laughs> Also good point <laughs> Who you got TopgayJJ JJ? Uh.
1: I don't ever like the suicide shit to begin with, so I'm not picking fucking suicide to win matches. I'm gonna go with Ace Austin,
2: Josh. Uh, Ace Austin, I think he needs it more.
1: Absolutely. I think think
3: generally people to defeat suicide. Suicide,
1: suicide, just will never benefit from shit. Like the fuck, nobody will ever care or take suicide seriously ever in any capacity. He's a video game character,
0: so exactly. Uh Devari will go one on one with cousin Jake. Davari's kind of been everywhere. He's been on MLW. He's been on Impact Wrestling. Uh, while Cousin Jake is just separated from his cousin Cody Deaner as he went and uh, teamed up with Eric Young and Joe Doring. So who do you got in this one? Let's start with you, Josh. Uh Cousin
3: Jake.
0: Who you got, John?
3: Cousin
1: Jake. Uh top guy JJ. Cousin Jake at the
0: barbecue? I mean, that This is what we doing? Well, we all going with Cousin Jake. Okay? Uh, I think it's unanimous. Cousin Jake for the win here. Uh St- crazy Steve. I love that
1: name actually.
0: <laughs> yes, his his his, his, his indie <laughs> name is Jake something, but I like Cousin Jake a little bit more. Uh we got Crazy Steve, another former X Division champion going 1 on 1. Yes, going one-on-one with independent star Trey Lamar. Trey Lamar, I've seen him on Warrior Wrestling, which we've been a sponsor for. Very talented guy there, very young star, and potential there if they want to sign him in Impact Wrestling. But who do you got? Trey Lamar going one-on-one with Crazy Steve. Let's start with you, Top Guy JJ.
1: I'm going to go with Trey Lamar because I don't know why the fuck Crazy Steve is still involved in shit.
0: Well, that is fair. John?
3: Actually, like... For the same reason, I'm going to go reverse and go Crazy Steve because he'll probably make it to the next round and then lose to somebody who can lose it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is true. just uh, going in for namesake. <laughs> Josh.
2: I'll go with Jay Lamar.
0: I'm going to agree with you guys and go with Trey Lamar. Uh, I don't know. We, John is just going with you. We try to be different. Uh, <laughs> uh, super. And then the final first round matchup is uh, another one that we're familiar with, Josh, from B- Battle Club Pro. Casey Navarro will go one-on-one with GCW's own Blake Christian, two independent stars that are making a stop here in Impact Wrestling in the Super X Cup. Who do you got, Josh?
2: Uh I'll go with Navarro. I got you know, I
1: got took with my guy, so I'll go with
0: <laughs> That is fair. Who you got, Top Guy JJ? Ah
1: oh, man, I like I like I like the fact that you stick into the home stick into home team, man, but you know, I'm gonna go with Blake Christian.
0: Yeah. Who you got? who you got, John?
1: I did, I'm not familiar with either of these guys other than by
3: name. So I'm gonna go with Casey Navarro because I like that name better.
0: <laughs> that that <laughs> is a fair reason. One thing
1: you get on True Hill Heat is the motherfucking truth, which is picking names because it sounds better. <laughs> that, is a fair, that is a fair assessment.
0: I'm going to go with Blake Christian. I've seen a lot of good things from him. He was in uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling Super J Cup as well. So I think he's going to do well in this tournament. So uh, we got different picks all around, but who do you have finally winning this Super X Cup tournament? Let's start with you, John.
1: Oh
3: man. I I I I feel like Ace Austin kind of came in with a
0: little buzz and then
3: died off. If anybody could use it, it'd be him. But um
0: even though you pick suicide.
3: Even though I pick suicide to dispose. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. yeah that, that, like, that's person. some shit that I would do. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's to pick it someone that you didn't even pick to advance in the tournament to win the whole thing. He's probably going to win. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Great logic there, <laughs> JJ. Ah
1: oh, man, you know what? Let's go. Let's go dark horse in here. Let's go with. I'm gonna go with Trey Lamar.
0: I like it, uh, Josh.
1: I'm gonna go with
2: Ace Austin. It's kind of the same reasons with John went. You know that like he was getting there to that peak, and then after that title match, he just felt, you know, he fell off. Even though it's not really his fault, it's just you know the way they've been booking him. And I think that if anybody needs it, it's him because he was really he was really getting to that point. You know, he was, he even almost became the you know the Impact champion. So he's the one I think that needs it more than anybody right now.
0: Yeah, I think Impact has like gotten attention a lot over the last couple of months first with all the WWE releases that came back to them and now with this whole AEW Impact Wrestling partnership but with all those stars that came back into Impact Wrestling it kind of hurt the push for Ace Austin because he kind of looked like he was going to be in position to be the next world champion but he kind of had to take some steps back but I think this is a nice way to kind of give him a jolt of momentum so I got Ace Austin winning here so that is all for this edition of true hill heat check out our lineup on the true hill heat youtube channel we got our new japan pro wrestling wrestle kingdom 15 days one and two round table reviews uh for a full review full coverage and star ratings and yes we do break the Meltzer scale on these roundtables, so check it out for those two phenomenal shows for New Japan Pro Wrestling with myself, Jay News, and StatKing. Speaking of StatKing, the latest Dark Power, Wednesday Night Warriors, Blunt Impact, Review of Honor, and Richie's Raw Recap are up on the channel right now. And check out a brand new uh, Dark Power, Wednesday Night Warriors, Review of Honor, Blunt Impact, Jay News Japan for New Year's Dash, and The Return of all elite recap with myself as special guests with marcus cash and jimmy macaram for new year smash night one review that will be up this weekend and next week and you can check out my last two appearances on wrestling daily on the wrestle Two youtube channel from this past week breaking down the latest news with louis dan gore josh thank you for being on the show tell the people where they can find you on social media
2: Uh, They can find me on Instagram
0: and Twitter at jmpunk321. Awesome. Thank you, as always, The True Draw. I know this will probably be one of our top-viewed podcasts of 2021. You're starting off the year hot. And, uh, John, tell the people where they can find you on social media, as well as all the great work you're doing on your podcast, Dirt Sheet Radio.
3: You can find Dirty Radio anywhere podcasts are found every Tuesday morning new episodes come out. Uh, You can find me on social media at Jonathan Escudero on Facebook or the underscore baked underscore nerd
0: on Instagram. Always a great time and always great picks. I love you picking suicide, but picking the guy that he's going to be in the first round to win the Super (laughs) X Cup. Great stuff. And this guy is hilarious. So definitely check out Dirt Sheet Radio for all the great wrestling news and topics that he talks about over there. And of course, Top Guy JJ, where can they find you on social media?
1: Oh, on Instagram you can find me at Truehill underscore TopGuyJJ JJ. At Facebook, I'm Justin Johnson. But goddamn, come on, dude! Like, how you gonna not? How you gonna pick someone that to win the tournament that you didn't even pick to win its first match?
3: <laughs> like, you should be
1: disqualified from <laughs> allowing to pick him. Like, your whole pick should just get like would out. To Bye. be
0: t- to be fair, we did talk about Goldberg and we talked about his promo not making sense. So that made whole that made more sense to that promo, oh, at least. So, so, he's getting the
1: Goldberg pass. <laughs> I'm so bashing. getting on the Goldberg pass. Before I pick suicide, <laughs> he got you it. picking all these people that you don't even know. <laughs> Absolutely.
3: <laughs> I told you, case KC is it abbreviated? KC. Tomorrow? No, it's just
0: K and C.
3: Yeah, that's that's great. That's
0: perfect. <laughs> logic <laughs> I love the logic. Uh okay. you could you can follow me on Instagram at Heel underscore Epic SP3. You can follow True Hill Heat on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow our good friends over at Battle Club Pro, Warrior Wrestling, and Mission Pro Wrestling. Special announcement that we got to add in here at the end that we are now going to be once again returning as sponsors for Mission Pro Wrestling. Wishes Granted, and that's going to be featuring Thunder Rosa going one-on-one mm. with Allison K inside of the Steel Cage on Facebook. Oh. 6, so definitely check that out. We'll talk about that more on True Hill Heat 107. Of course, follow our friends at Wrestling Travel as well. And they're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And YouTube channels you should check out, Battle Club Pro, My Battery is Dying with Marcus Cash, Jimmy Macaram, Wrestling Travel, and of course my good friends over at Wrestle Talk on the Wrestle2 YouTube channel. You can listen to True Hill Heat on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you listen to your favorite audio podcasts. And of course, True Hill Heat is also available on Powered for TV. So until True Hill Heat 108, where we rev- we are gonna preview Hard to Kill and be back with Miss Chrissy Love for our special guest, the True Heel, the True. Draw, excuse me, True Hill Josh for the master of ceremonies on Dirt, dirt Sheet Radio, John Escadero, for the resident True Hill alcoholic, Top Guy JJ. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. This has been True Hill Heat 107. We are signing off until next time.